This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Welcome to Radcastle, a progressive chat about Disney magic without the pixie dust. I'm Victoria, and with me today are Nathan. Hello, Victoria. Hello, Nathan. Uh, Sarah. Hi. And Janine. Hello. Welcome, welcome, everyone. It's so lovely to be speaking with you once again. So I think we're just going to hop right into it. And I think Nathan's just going to go ahead and get us started with news about the Disney theme parks. Yeah. So to begin with, of course, Dave is not with us today. Um, Dave and I uh, spent some time um, this last week. I don't know what day it is anymore. Now that I'm on summer break, it's all bleeding. Uh, It's Friday today. We're taping on Friday. So it was this week. He was in town for a recording of the annual pass podcast. So if you listen to that, or if you were at the show and you're listening to this episode because you heard us on the annual pod, uh, and the, the annual pass podcast, welcome. We're happy to have you. The, uh, so yeah, we, we hung out for a couple days. It was a blast. Uh, we got insomnia cookies at like 1am, the middle of downtown Orlando it was super sketch, but, it, uh, it was fun. We got Taco Bell Cantina. So Baja blast so with good. booze. Ooh, how was that? Uh, it was good. It was good. Okay, I've had the like hard Mountain Dew canned beverages. Oh, you've They're ventured right. forth into oh, my, those. My boyfriend went on like a mission across the city of Tampa to find them when they first launched. <laughs> Did you see of... the flaming hot version of the Mountain Dew? I'm intrigued. I've heard it's Me not too. good. Y'all gross. <laughs> I had the the everything bagel ice cream from Jenny's. Like I, 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 I tried. That's it. interesting. That's I love weird. a I love a weird coffee. Like I have a blueberry muffin Dunkin' Donuts coffee right now. Okay. Like I like hmm. weird coffees. I might but... have you beaten. I've tried old bay hot chocolate. Ooh. What? Okay, you've beaten us. Old bay cho- old bay hot chocolate would do it. That would it's do it. Good. There's something something else with old bay recently came out. I can't remember what it oh, is. Oh, goldfish. Goldfish. That's right. Wow, I've never That's had old bay. Right. Yeah. <gasps> like yeah. not in fish, like at all. I don't eat meat, so Victoria, are you <laughs> are you upset just because you like Old Bay, or is it like is it a real sting to to overall black culture that she has never tried Old Bay? Old Bay. And she's also from Maryland. That's yeah, true. It's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. The black oh community is outraged yeah. at Janine. It's over. I excuse her because she doesn't. She it, it goes on meat usually, so yeah. yeah. That's true. Yep. So welcome to Rat Castle. This is a podcast about food, um, <laughs> weird, and all sorts of different things. Anyway, um, so we hung out. It was great. We had a wonderful time. Uh, annual pass was uh, it was a great time meeting those guys. We rode Cosmic Rewind with Jack uh, and his producer, producer Ben and Katie, um, and um, they were wonderful. And because we knew Dave couldn't be here tonight because he was going to be on a flight. We recorded a little something, something, uh, some thoughts afterwards uh, in the car on the way to Disney Springs because we were going to get some drinks at Jock Lindsay's. So um, I'm just going to hand it over to Dave um, and uh, you can listen to our, our commentary on Cosmic Rewind. All right. So we uh, 
Oops, hang on, are we recording? Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> Is this thing on? Uh, so, um, we just came off of two consecutive rides. Yes. Uh, on the new Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. We did. You're, and, you're, you did two. This has been my fourth. Okay. So I've had two out before this. Yeah, we and we lucked out. This is uh, due to some friends at Imagineering who called in a last-minute assist for me and came through with flying colors. The staff there was really nice and just let us right in. And, uh, uh, and it was pouring rain. It was pouring rain when we went in. So we literally were in the queue yeah. like wet rats. Um, classic it, Florida weather. Classic. Like, just, just pissing down rain. Um, <laughs> the... <laughs> the uh, uh, it did go down for a bit. We were standing there yeah. in the in the queue for about an hour, but we were inside at least. Yeah, um, and it did the same with me uh, when I went on it uh, during AP previews right. for about the same length. So they're they're working some stuff out. When it works, it works well. Yeah, um, and it's pretty quick. Yeah, and working, it's they're working the bugs out. Extremely high capacity. Like the once it's moving, the line moves really well. But it does. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's funny when I was telling Nathan after the first ride there were things that I assumed about this ride when it was first announced um, I had sort of predicted oh I think I know what they're doing the minute they announced that the coaster cars index not spin but can index and face particular ways I thought oh they're going to do the projection gags like they did in Pirate Shanghai where they match the movement of the coaster it's, but at speed rather than a slow moving boat and that's kind of what it is yeah. um, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's not quite at the um, level of depth shift squinching that Pirates is because it's very convincing that it's real but you're moving so slow that you can take in that depth yes. d- detail. I don't think that's needed here but it it is the next generation Space Mountain. Like I love you Space Mountain but I have a new bay. Oh 100%. I rode Space Mountain after riding this uh, and to quote Tobey Maguire in the Spider-Man movies my back! My back. <laughs> um, it, there's no, there's no comparison. Once you ride this, you're just like, and it's something I said on Twitter, which is, you know, they're redoing, they're gutting completely Tokyo and redoing it. And there's just absolutely no way this is not the right system I, they're going to use. I, yeah, I bet you it is. You're yeah. probably right because it absolutely feels like the heir apparent. In terms of, I mean, take the Guardians franchise away from it. You have a beautiful coaster that is a convincing. Um, cinematic ride through space, yep. like that's 100%. what it is, and yeah. and it and it's, you know, the Guardians theme adds a, a little bit of story, which is ridiculous, um, and <laughs> and obviously the humor, and the, yeah. I think James the good. The, James Gunn captured that, um, and then of course the the music of the series. We had two songs. We got um, first we had uh, Gloria Estefan Conga, and I, I must say I did not know I needed Miami Sound Machine in space, but now we have it, and I'm I, happy it exists. I'm always glad when my loves of the Birdcage and Guardians of the Galaxy come together. <laughs> come on, Gloria. So um, my Watamalaness. My Watamalaness. Uh, so then uh, the second one we got was Earth, Wind, and Fire's September, which is a jam. Yeah. Um, what are the other songs? Uh, I ran. Um, oh, Flock of Seagulls. Uh, there is uh, the ever-appropriate Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Tears for Fears, um, nice. I had Iran. I, I did Iran the first time. And it's slower. It feels like the ride's slower. Oh. It, it gives it a different vibe. It's right. more chill. Because um, that song just isn't very uh, up. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is also the one, My White Whale is still Disco Inferno. 
So oh, okay. Visco Inferno, and then September, as you said, in Congo. I think those are the. I may be missing one, but I think those are it. I okay, five or six. So yeah. very rewritable. Um, you know, I I. I I was nerding out not just about the technology and the ride on display and the sort of fun that it's and it's the right kind of Disney thrill. It's not too intense. People, anybody who's worried that you're like spinning uncontrollably—that's not what's happening. It's not a mouse coaster. It's not a mouse coaster at all. But it's also like it—it's it, no more uh, intense than Space Mountain is. If you can do Space Mountain, you can do this because yeah. speed-wise, it's probably very much very similar. I bet this thing doesn't go over thirty or forty miles an hour. I think thirty-five is what I've been hearing. Yeah, so it's it's pretty tame. But it's the tw- it's the turns and the fact that some of those turns you're not facing forward like you do in Space Mountain. You're facing inward to the turn, so you're sort of drifting around corners, which right. is a fantastically cool um, physical feeling. Yes. But but one of the things I nerded out, and this is just because. I'm a nerd. It is <laughs> the, the the queue is gorgeous, and the materials and the and the industrial design and the scenic design of everything of the both the Zendarian sort of exhibit and then up on the ship when you get um, brought up to it. It's it's all really pretty, but one of the best details. And I complimented my friend at WDI who got us in. I texted him this that the use of acoustic materials mm-hmm. that were not an afterthought. Yeah, it made me so happy because often they are an afterthought, and they realize too late, oh, it's going to be too noisy in here. We have too much clapback or whatever, and so they slap on acoustic things. This was not that. This was let us make sure we pick scenic uh, layers and scenic um, coverings and and wall coverings and 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 modular wall solutions yep. that are acoustic in nature, which there are plenty of out there. And they made it look beautiful. And like, um, no one's going to notice it, but me, but if you are, <laughs> if you are a designer of any stripe, if you're an architect, especially you will go through this and be very impressed at how they integrated, um, that into the scenic. It's really seamless. And it, and it, you notice it like the queue is actually really, it's, there's energy and noise cause it's full of people, but it's also not, um, you know, tinny and 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 fatiguing. The thing about oh, yeah, thing about acoustics is it can get very um, fatiguing if you. Uh, oh, is one right here? Oh, nice. We're gonna we're, we'll, we are, we'll cut this. We're par- we're literally driving the car. We are parking at Disney Springs to go have some cocktails with friends. So, um, yeah, acoustics are tricky because they can be very fatiguing in an indoor space if you're there too long. But they they really nailed it. So I very much appreciate that detail yeah it's it's a beautiful ride um i i kind of joked with you uh that you know it's my favorite tomorrowland ride <laughs> um and i think it would be it's it's beautifully tomorrowland um again that's i don't hate that it's in epcot i really don't i think it's fine yeah um i think uh, having some sort of post room much like mission space that would help yeah. layers in some more of the they discuss a little bit in the queue kind yeah. of our connections yeah um which we didn't get to experience with you because we we went through the lightning, the lightning lane, lane yeah and, and kind of uh, you yeah. know because we are we are people who know people um <laughs> but uh at the same time i think that's the key is is i think a little more of that would have helped but in the end it's it's a lot of fun. It's and, super fun. Yeah. So rewritable. Really wide audience demographic. 100%. You know, there's enough. Like, the, I, I, was, I was on the fence about the fan service in terms of other attractions and things. What I saw, at least in the Lightning Lane mm-hmm. version, there's a very limited amount. But it was there. Yeah. And it was fine. And it was cute. And, and you know, there's a kind of a, a little bit of science in the story. Enough to sort of 
you know, fit it into Epcot. I, I think is, it's... It is the third ride in that building to talk about the Big Bang. Yeah, So, right. I mean, there's some tissue. But if I were to pick that apart at all, I, I would agree with you, Nathan, that, the, that if it had a post-show yeah. that had any actual, you know, space travel, um, black holes... Um, string theory, you yeah. know, like uh, I would have, that would have been a nice touch and I think it would have solidified it a little bit more, but it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb. It it, it no. works, re- it's really fun and it's the kind of thrill ride this park really needed. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, this is the kind of thing that once you take out a moving theater, you worry <laughs> that, that okay, well, where are we going to get capacity? And, oh, you know, but it's a people eater. It's a people eater, and Remy's new and is not a replacement because what they've been doing is all these replacements. So I think once Play Pavilion opens, Epcot's going to be a really breezy park to sort of go yeah, and do. Agreed. Because agreed. There'll be a lot of options. Yeah, this is less capacity than, than, than the moving theater I mean, before. How could it not how be? How could it not be? But, but, it, but it, for what it is, for, right. a, for a thrill ride of that caliber, the fact that it gets 2,000 an hour or more is yeah. ridiculously but, good. Uh, yeah, and, and you know something we talked about in the queue, which was like, of course the moving, uh, of course Ellen could eat people up, but Ellen hadn't ate people up for, for five long, years for a long like, time. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's always been a uh, <laughs> yeah. like a third of the theater yeah. at most. So oh. this will always have a crowd, and this will always eat people up, and so that'll help. We also had a meal at um, Connections. I, bought, I had a little snack at Connections. You did have a little snack, at and it was really nice. Yeah. Um, the, 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 it, it is, for again, this is a designer thing, and maybe fans are so desperate for there to be a theme to Epcot and Future World that that's what they miss, and I understand that. Um, at the same token, I look at that, and like we talked about, it looks like any sort of tech startup, um, you know, yeah. lunch cafeteria, and I don't mean that as a negative criticism. It looks like a futuristic creative space, and yeah. and and it, and it and it's the the fixtures and the finishes. It's all extremely high end. I never would have said because I waited a little while. You had some trouble at the airport, yeah. and and uh, I was waiting for you to get to Epcot. I never would have said, "Well, I'm going to go hang out in Electric Umbrella for an hour." Where you like, could totally hang out here. You can 100. percent the, the windows it. alone, the windows out to outside, the light. Um, the the vault of the the, the space that it's this huge space, yeah. um, and the fact that it can get the capacity it does. I mean, we were there at peak capacity, 100. right? The play every seat was full. Well, and because it was raining, so it was pouring outside. And so yeah. you were, there were people that weren't even there for anything. So but it, it didn't. Peak, peak, but yeah. it didn't take me long to get a meal. Like the lines nope. were not very long at all. Nope. And so it's extremely high capacity. I I, I it's you know. And as we said on the show before, it's exactly the the thing that Future World has always needed, mm-hmm. which is more food and a place to keep it active at night. And yeah. so this light spilling out of that building, as we walked af- after the ride, we walked out of the park, the energy walking by there and by the connect- the connections or whatever creation store is like it's a, it's a it's a kineticism that Future World never had. No. And, no, yeah, and, it's, and it's so great. I think it's, I think it's a step in the right direction in terms of making future world or whatever it's called now. Um, <laughs> a, a, yeah. it's a place that will have more people in it later in the day. Cause it used to empty out. You, uh, had concerns about acoustics in those areas and they're great. Same yeah. thing there. Same thing there that I noticed in the guardians queue. Um, they really integrated acoustic into material choices and, and finishes as much as they could. Um, it felt like a very energetic restaurant. It's not yeah. quiet. It's not where you go no. for a date, but it's it's not unpleasant. It is it is hangout a bowl, yeah. you know. It, it uh, really is. Yeah, it really is. I I could g- grab a coffee there in the morning and chill out. Um, I yeah. was really surprised. Yeah, 
it's it's and that was yeah at peak when when in the mornings when they're not really running the the cafe side there's the starbucks side it's really empty in there yeah, so yeah, yeah there's lots of beauty and the mural's gorgeous and yeah i just i love it i'm glad you've i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah very much so so uh yeah well thanks thanks dave for yeah appearance. of course you. thank you um, for joining me and now we're gonna go get drinks and nathan why don't you just take it back over well, thank you, Nathan, for that amazing commentary on uh, Cosmic Rewind. Um, I can tell you from the future, uh, you still agree with your own opinions. Let's see here. What else was happening? Disney World. We're talking Disney World. So let's talk just really, really quickly. I'm so, so sick of talking about DeSantis. Um, I literally cannot. Cannot. I literally cannot. Um so DeSantis wants to, the state of Florida to take over Reedy Creek improvement districts rather than the local government. So his new thing now is he signed this thing where, uh, of course, he wants to dissolve Reedy Creek by June 1st, 2023. Uh, and everyone's frustrated because, of course, there's like $2 billion in debt that Reedy Creek currently has. And, of course, all of that debt would go to Orange and Osceola counties uh, if they dissolve Reedy Creek. Uh, and of course that does not look good when you're facing reelection this fall. Uh, and so DeSantis said, I'd much rather have the state leading that effort than potentially having local government. I'm worried that they would use that as a pretext to raise taxes on people, uh, when that's what they would want to do anyways, and then try to blame Reedy Creek. So he's blaming, uh, uh he's blaming Osceola and Orange counties for wanting to raise taxes already and now they're going to use that reedy creek thing to raise taxes uh like it's a sneaky sneak this is so confusing like it, at this point it's just ridiculous well it comes down to this dumb man who wants to be president does dumb thing for dumb voters dumb thing of course is not going to work and is dumb so said thing won't actually occur but dumb man must act like it will that's basically <laughs> where we're at still um <laughs> That made sense. One thing that came yeah. out of this, though, last time we talked, I believe we talked, there's a, there was a, a group of taxpayers in Osceola County that had sued DeSantis uh, for this Reedy Creek thing, saying you're going to, of course, put a bunch of money on top of us, uh, a lot of debt. Uh, this is ridiculous. Um, well, a federal judge, of course, as sort of a side note to this, has dismissed that case against Governor Ron DeSantis, which makes you go, but really it kind of makes a lot of sense. The lawsuit alleged, of course, that uh, this would uh, violate the Taxpayer Bill of Rights, and the uh, judge basically dismissed it because he's like, well, this doesn't even take effect till 2023, and the federal court does not have jurisdiction over state issues. So, like, it was just wrong court, wrong time. Like, Oh, my God. Did they even have representation? I, who filed that? You know, you, you know, it doesn't take long driving down Florida to realize there's plenty of lawyers that'll file anything for a little publicity. So that's true. Um, so that's that. That's our little Reedy Creek segment. Let's talk about something a little more positive uh, going on. I like this. Have you ever wondered how much money is in the fountains at Walt Disney World? Well, if you have, the grand total recently has been around thirty thousand dollars. Uh, because Walt Disney World has donated 30000 to Give Kids the World uh, Village, um, which uh, if you don't know Give, uh, Give Kids the World, they're a really amazing organization down here in Orlando. They have a huge complex, and it's all themed. Imagineers have given their time. Other people have given their time to make this a beautiful themed area. And people who have 
critical illnesses, uh, other things of that nature come down and stay, and they can stay for free uh, at the resort. They do all of the holidays. So if they're there for a week, they do every night is a different holiday because it's like you get to celebrate the holidays. You didn't get to celebrate when you were in the hospital and you get ice cream as much as you want because they have an, <laughs> an ice cream bar. Um, and there's pools and mini golf and all sorts of stuff. And then during Christmas, they do an amazing light display, which also uh, is a fundraiser for Give Kids the World. Uh, and then, of course, Universal and Disney have partnered with them, and they give them free tickets. So the kids get to hang out at an awesome place made for kids, and then they get to go to all these theme parks. So it's it's an amazing organization. Um, if we ever do any sort of uh, fundraiser, which, you know... We got to get some more audience listeners probably to do that. But once we get there, we'll do a fundraiser for Give Kids of the World because they're amazing. They've been there since '86, um, and it's just it's it's exactly the kind of niche thing. So let's see here. They've uh, they gave them thirty thousand. That was uh, from they say at least they say from the fountains. So all the waterways and fountains throughout Disney World was collected periodically over the last couple. I don't know if it was years or anything like that, uh, but then all of that was donated. So that ended up being about 30000 And And um, Walt Disney World has uh, helped the the quote from the CEO of Good Kids of the World, uh, Pam Ludwith, says that uh, Disney's been helping them for about 35 years, and they've donated about half a million dollars um, to the village, which is cool. 30000 I mean, is a big chunk of that then. Uh, oh no! I'm sorry. This donation was on top of a recent half a million. Oh, grand. okay, okay. So they're okay. even more okay. than that. Okay. Sorry, I read that completely. That makes a lot more sense. I was like, five hundred thousand yeah. dollars over I, the course of thirty-five years is not anything for Disney. <laughs> I also thought it was weird because they they of course um, sponsor a light display at the Christmas yeah. uh, festival and all sorts yeah. of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is nothing new. They've been hanging out with uh, Kiss the World since the beginning. So. Um, you no, know, so so in, in more along the lines, Disney has recently given five hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> there like we go. That. There we um, go. That makes a lot more sense. Wow. <laughs> uh, has anyone done anything in Kids of Kid, Kids of the World? Janine, have you ever been down there? I was thinking about taking my kid to the Christmas light thing last year, but we didn't get around to it. One of these days, years, I guess. Yeah, they've only recently started doing it. Yeah, most of those lights now. This could be apocryphal. I don't know. But the the saying is is Disney donated much of the lights uh, oh, from, from the Osborne family. from Osborne yeah. to them. So a lot of those lights are reused from Osborne, um, and I'm sure some of them are. It's it's really impressive. It's a it's you can't say it's a little expensive, but again, it's a charity. You're giving money yeah. to charity, so um, it's 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 a good evening. Um, it's a lot I've of seen fun. like they do like light displays with music and things like mm-hmm. that. It looks it, it looks really cool. Um, yeah. It's legit. It's yeah. And my it was son such is big... really into that. Like he watches the YouTube videos of cool houses. And oh, like he'd that, love it. So though. he would. It Aww. it was big enough that that you have to take a bus to go over there. Oh wow! Um, there's there was parking in a completely different area because there were so many people. Wow! It's a it was a big fundraiser, and I, I the only issue is they're still running the place at the same time. So there are families in the houses, so they sort of cordon off an area. But if they ever were full, kids come first. Yeah, um, but I think they'll work it out because it's it is a very much a, 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 a an amazing thing, and um, yeah, very cool. So anyway, going from a very cool thing to a, a very not cool thing, and by not cool thing I mean kite tails at Animal Kingdom. <laughs> I wanted to burn 
<laughs> oh, oh my god everyone hates kite tails well that's because it sucks but it sucks in the best sort of way oh it's i crazy, cried because everyone on tiktok <gasps> seems to love it but everyone on twitter hates it i so feel like it's ironic it's really though it is it's ironic, ironic love. Love. janine you need to talk to me first of no, all people actually like it Really? Janine, I need to make sure you know what Kite Tales is because the idea that you cried at Kite Tales makes me think that maybe you saw you cried at Rivers Kite of Tales? Light okay. or something they else. Have, they have audience interaction where they give the kids like little kites and send That's them true. on like a little parade around and That's my true. son got picked to be in the parade uh, and I cried. Like I'm Okay. So, yep, All right, I, I get it yep. now. That that's like a that's a memory and he enjoyed it and so like I don't love kite tails but you like the memory yes and yeah, okay. i enjoyed that he enjoyed it and like that's disney is not always for adults and adults discerning interests sometimes yes. you just have a dumb kite that flies around and it makes your small child happy yeah you know especially when there's nothing there before that's true that's true that's true you Very get to valid. you go you get to both make your child happy and bake in the sun Exactly. All at the same time. Yes. So anyway, Kite Tales, the showtimes have been removed from future performances. Uh, it looks like the 27th, there's no showtime. So it looks like, yeah, so you get to see it on the 26th would probably be the last day. The show's expected, basically they're stopping it because they're changing it. And the update will um, uh, have some sort of different focuses. They're basically cutting it down. They're getting rid of all of the things you liked. <laughs> Janine um, <laughs> and uh, it's literally going to be more of like a you know how the boats currently sort of just go about and and there's characters in it mm -hmm. they're going to do the same with these oh seems. so it's going to be like a sort of it's just going to happen yeah okay yeah, it's not going to be an event that's uh, dumb because the best part of it is the fact that it sucks people out of rides correct yeah but I mean it it also isn't very reliable is the problem. Uh, I've been there several times where they're like – I was like jazzed for it and everyone's sitting and then they're like, sorry, the winds are too little or too much or whatever. Oh, goodness. Because it's a really small lake, like lake to do anything in. Yeah. Um, And they're barely not hitting those trees anyway. So – I mean, uh, to be fair, it's hard to do outdoor entertainment in Animal Kingdom. Period. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, with that size of a lake, it's it's hard enough as it is. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I hope if they're going to do something there, they need to put actual like shade on those seats. It is a scorcher. Oh yeah, I can't imagine just sitting there. Yeah, it's no a lot shade. of wasted space. Ugh. So because wasn't it part of the fiftieth? It is just really interesting that they're getting rid of something that they announced is a fiftieth celebration <laughs> kind of thing i mean kinda but have you seen how this 50th that. is like crash makes a lot of sense has there been a celebration you Did could you yeah, man i don't know all right so let's move on to uh, other great news for people who love to go to disney world which is genie plus um is now oh. uh starting june 8th is only going to be available to purchase on the day you visit disney world via the my disney experience app so currently, of course, it's an add-on to your ticket, and you can add it on before the arrival, and guests who have already purchased it, right? They just kind of come in, and it's good to go. If you've already purchased it, by the way, you're good. Don't worry about it. 
This doesn't affect Disneyland either. This is just Disney World. Now you have to purchase it on the day, um, and it's subject to availability. Cool. <laughs> so I'm sure you would love to spend thousands of dollars to come down here and hope, fingers crossed, that you get to do what you want to do. Here's the here's the secret. Does everyone want a secret? Let's go to the secret corner. So here's the thing. I've never used it, and I still get to ride all the shit I want. It's not, you don't need it. It's, it's bullshit. It's, it's bullshit. So don't, so don't buy it. Anyway, so let's, we're going to come back out of the secret corner. Um, but this is what they do. I don't know. I don't know what they're making it so hard for the normal guest, right? Like they really I, are. And it's confusing. A, it's obscene. Why they keep changing it? It's already hard enough to understand, and then you change it and make it more confusing. Of course, Disney Plus Lightning Lane. I'm trying to remember how it's going to work with Cosmic Rewind. It sort of does. I think you can buy it. It doesn't come with it, but Cosmic Rewind you can I buy think on it's top a of it. Lightning Lane. Yes. But on top of that, when they added a third time that you can go into the queue, but it's only for people that are staying on property, so people are going to get confused by that. A hundred percent. So you can only what? do it outside. So when Cosmic Rewind opens, you can get virtual queue. 7 a.m. anywhere you're at. After that, you have to be in the park to do it. And there's two of them. But only one of them is for resort guests. Oh, okay. How Lightning Lane works with all that, I, I don't even want to say because I'll be both wrong and they'll change it if I'm right. <laughs> so uh, I think you can purchase a Lightning Lane for it, but I don't know how that all works. Okay, but like, let's say, for example, because this is yes. the part that I just think is like ridiculous. So say you're, you're, because they opened up at 7 a.m. where right. you can get Genie Plus. So now you have, and you're going into like Hollywood Studios, for example, and you're trying to get that boarding pass for um, Rise. Right. So now how well, are you Well, there's no more boarding both? pass for Rise. Rise is just open. Rise is just Straight open? Straight regular queue. Yeah. Yeah, it's just regular queue now. So you can so then- buy a lightning lane to Rise. So then how do you buy both? Can you buy both at the same time? No, you have to pick one. Well, I mean, if you're buying the Genie Plus, oh. I think when you're buying it, you can buy the individual extras. At the same time? One would assume, but... <laughs> the thing that I love about this app is that we are hardcore Disney people. And even we can't wrap our heads around this service. Victoria, you're a travel agent. I am. Explain. (laughs) How do you explain this to a normal human being? Or do you even try anymore? I stopped trying. I I remember someone asked me, which is hilarious because I did just put Disney Genie Plus on someone's package today. And I, but the thing is, it was for Disneyland and it's similar to MaxPass, so they were used to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just said it was like max pass for them and they understood it. However, if it's someone that hasn't been or has never gone, I don't even bother. Yeah. <laughs> it's a waste of money. It really is. Because like, say you go at the end of the day, you're not getting anything. Like there's yeah. nothing. Honestly, me personally, it's only good for Magic Kingdom. A hundred percent. That's just me personally. No, I totally agree with you. I don't think you need it for Epcot 
for 98% of Epcot. Exactly. I mean, maybe Rise. I mean, the problem with Hollywood Studios is they still don't have enough rides. And so all of their e-tickets are always full of people. Even, I mean, they literally just in the last couple of years have opened two new lands and it's still not enough. Um, and, and, but yeah, I mean, maybe that's another example, but Magic Kingdom for sure. Um, is that's really the only, yeah, the only yeah. one I would say, and that, that would be the only time I would suggest it. But usually my clients aren't families necessarily. They're just sure. like couples or like friends. So right, but now it doesn't even matter because travel agents don't get permission. Like they used to give us permission for when we added it, but now that they do, they only can't. So I'm like, okay, okay. yeah, fun. Yeah, everyone's having a good time. But anyway, we we could shit on that app all day long. But instead, let's talk about something that's I think pretty cool. But it's one of those things that's like when. Uh, like your son breaks a vase and, and then he like comes home with a new crappier vase, but you're like, well, they're trying, I guess. So Janine, <laughs> tell us a little bit about, uh, how Disney is bringing a, a homemade vase home. <laughs> well, first of all, if you have two children and you have one, like more important child, and then your other child that you neglect breaks yes. the vase. And then they bring home the second vase. That's what's kind of happening here. So oh, okay. this is this is just at Disneyland. Uh, Disneyland. That's true. I don't. Yeah, I think it's only Disneyland. Yeah, currently. it's just Disneyland. So Disneyland has a new 2022 Pride collection, um, and they're donating a hundred percent of their profits to LGBTQIA, etc. Organizations. Um, it's uh, a bunch of stuff. It's kind of like I'm just kind of scrolling through and I'm seeing a lot of like it's the Marvel logo, but rainbow and, um, <laughs> you know, mugs that say pride rainbow, which are actually pretty cool. I like the stripy rainbow and um, pretty neat stuff. It's it's decent, decent design. Not my favorite design choices, so to speak. Mm hmm. Um, but I'm it's just gonna cool. say Target did it better. Have you guys seen Target? I feel like this designs? is kind of phoned in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm don't glad we... they're donating profits. But don't we want like we're gonna give 105 percent? Like they're not losing anything here. Yeah, they're they're really they're they're no, they're just not making. I mean, especially coming from the whole thing with don't say. Gay yeah, Bill like they they've got a. And let me just say, as someone who worked in retail and sold a lot of this stuff, barely anybody buys it. Like, it yeah. always ends up in Company D, which is like the cast member discount store. Yeah. Like, you'll see a ton of these. And then they'll keep them even past June. So they'll be there until September. Right. Like, this isn't, I just don't think it's really much. I would have right. rather them, like, write a check. An yep. actual check 100%. that we could have seen, yep. you know, open up that Disney bag, <laughs> um, like something, um, because this is just like, uh, it doesn't feel like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't love it. The The scrunchies are cool. Some of it is all right. There's a button up that's cool. It has little rainbow logos on it. And there's a backpack that's nice. But for the most part, it's just kind of. It's lazy. It, it feels really lazy. It feels uninspired. Yeah, I like, agree. Yeah, here's an ornament that's just, it's Mickey, but just slap rainbow across it. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's just, 
way better design options available versus Are you suggesting just... it's performative? <laughs> it definitely feels like we're just throwing it out there to say that we did it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's my something. take. Yeah, there's so much of it though. It just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sara, why don't you get us into our next segment, our new segment, Beware Our Guests. Yeah, so we have a brand new segment, um, and it's going to be called Beware Our Guests. And I feel like we're starting off pretty strong for this segment. Um, it is a, a fantastic <laughs> oh inaugural account. Yes. Um, it's a, I'm going to tell you a story, okay, about these, about these two brothers. Two uh, brothers from New Jersey. Two yes. brothers. Oh, if only Dave were here. From New yeah. Jersey. I know. I don't know if they're going to be doing New Jersey proud, but, I mean, one has it's New Jersey. New Jersey. Um, but anyway, so... Two brothers, uh, they're going to be, I don't even know if I should say their first name, but the Galant, the Goodell, I think it's the You're Goodell brothers. It. They're literally okay. arrested. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny if you look at their pictures, they look like the type that would do this type of stuff. Um, so it's Christian What does that mean? And... That's very, I, let's let's dive into that a little bit. I'm, <laughs> I'm just very look... curious about the prejudice that Sarah I'm comes sorry. with. I'm Tell sorry, your... but these men just look. If I saw them in the street, I'd walk away. I'd like walk wow. a different. They just look sketch. Like I don't know why. Um, Sarah, I, let's be fair though. If you had a police sketch, you would probably look the same. Like there's no good police photo. <laughs> you know. I feel like who was it? Like the oh, there's always like the hot. What is it? Like the hot mugshot? Yeah, hot, hot yeah. villain of the month. There's some good ones. I feel like there's some, these guys just had a bad day. I think. These guys look very hungover. Yes. And yeah. their eyebrows are very separated. I think that's what kind of freaks me out. Uh, okay. Eyebrows are very separated <laughs> is the comment of the evening. What? So, because it's true. It is really it's true. true. Now that she like, said that, I'm looking at it and like, yeah, she's not wrong. That's the like a, eyebrows are kind of just weird. There's but, like a and, full eyebrow length between the two of them. Right? And it's both of them. Yeah, but, well, the brothers. You know, that's true. They're they brothers. They have the classic, same eyebrow threader. Classic Goodell brother eyebrow space <laughs> that we it's know from genetic. all our favorite Goodell brothers. Yes. So, um, so these two brothers, they um, got drunk at the UK Pavilion. Um, and just kind of how the story goes, they were cut off of the alcohol at about 9 p.m. Um, and because they were cut off, they started cursing at cast members. Security was called. Security tells them to get out. They're not having it. So they're just cursing up a storm. That's this is mainly Christian. So Christian is the one that is causing all these problems. He's like 24, right? He's a little yes. brother. Yes, he has the youngest brother. Yet. Um he's 24. <laughs> I know, hold on. I'm 23, you guys. <laughs> the brain isn't done cooking. That's true. Yeah, it, like I think it's like 25 years old for like the male brain. Yeah, so basically develop. he gets a pass. He gets a pass. I don't know if he'll get a pass from the sheriff's department. <laughs> no, but no. <laughs> so they started cursing at cast members they were escorted out by security um they're blocking past a bunch of kids and families and they're just throwing out profanities and doing the most um the oc sheriffs get called by security um to escort them out um and the christian he's getting like held back from by like this girl that's a part of his group and this random guy the, these two people are unnamed 
Um, he's getting held back from being uh, from going back into the park. He wants to run back into Epcot and he's just going crazy. Um, and Robert is just he's just constantly apologizing for him. Um, I don't know what happened, but anyway, so then they're being told to go ahead and catch an Uber and get back to their hotel, um, to the Boardwalk Hotel. And then once again, Christian runs away. So they're let off. I mean, they do a uh, Christian they do does a, a lot. lot. He does a of lot cussing, yeah, and and yeah. making a scene to to be told so, that just get off property. Like he was doing a lot. It's surprising yeah, it's that he was just told to like get out of here. Um, but once they get back to the Boardwalk Hotel, he's running around. This guy runs away from the cops. He's just having a full on high speed chase behind jelly rolls. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Uh, they just—he's just doing it all. He's he's getting grabbed by the cops, and um, he's being pulled away. He's holding on to the gates, um, just having a full moment. So then he throws the girl, the friend, onto the ground. He pushes her really hard, and that's when the police grab him. Finally, they finally arrest him. And now, now this is where the brother Robert gets involved, and he's just chasing the cops. He's like, "Where are you taking my brother? Like, leave my brother alone!" <laughs> and then he goes back to the hotel and gets arrested. So yeah, because he comes back. They tell yeah. him go to the hotel, and then he comes back yeah. and asks where his brother is again. And you're like, "You, your brother's? I mean, it's fairly clear where your brother's going." <laughs> I have so, some like some kind of important context. I think. Please. Mm-hmm. Uh, Epcot closed at nine this night. So they okay. were yeah. cut off in the sense that they were closing. Right. And it was also a Tuesday. This is not your Saturday night. You know, everybody's out on. This is a Tuesday past closing at Epcot. People a are Tuesday. making their way out on a, a, Tuesday. a Tuesday. They're getting yeah. turned up on a Tuesday. Trash um, Tuesday. <laughs> We're going up on a Tuesday. Yeah. The UK pavilion was going up. Um, so yeah, cool. they got arrested. Um, I am I hope they get a trespassing charge or something from so that they can never go back to Disney or that they're banned. Um I'm sure they're banned. This is the second time, apparently, UK siblings not UK, New Jersey siblings have also had a yes. similar situation. Um, so New Jersey. And your sibling issue? Oh, like, I don't know what's well, going on there. Last time we involved public nudity, so at least this time's a little more rational. Um, what is so happening? Jersey, Jersey is bringing their best. It's not even the end, okay? So we have another one, and this is Ethan Hunt, your favorite taxi driver, your favorite illegal taxi driver. Yes. Um, not and Tom is... Cruise from Mission Impossible, Ethan Hunt. <laughs> yeah. Not that one. Let's not confuse that one. Um, and this happened on April 6th. So um, Ethan Hunt is an illegal da- uh, taxi driver, and he was um, pulling up I like up that to... you say that like it's his official, like on his taxi. <laughs> He's an illegal taxi driver. I feel like it should be. I feel like it should be. It should be like something maybe on his... He doesn't have a driver's license, but it, it should you, be on his next driver's see, license. My job is crazy taxi. That's what I, I'm crazy taxi. So, yeah. you know. It should be. Um, so he so he pulled up to Disney Springs at 10.30 p.m. Um, in his Ford Crown Victoria. Um, and he had just like a taxi service sign thing up on there. 
Um, and he caught the attention of an off-duty cop because it looked super sketchy. Right. Um, and he is pulled over and is asked for a driver's license. He doesn't have it. He's asked for insurance. He doesn't have it. He's <laughs> asked for some sort of taxi license. He does not have it. He has nothing. <laughs> and this is not even the first time that he has been <laughs> um, <laughs> like oh, that. He has gosh. been doing this That's taxi so thing. scary. It is really scary. But no, no, it gets worse. It gets worse because you pull this guy's record and he has like going back to 2014, he has two dozen like incidents like on his like record. Um, Two, maybe, maybe two car crashes, um, speeding tickets. He is he was going 56 on a 35 mile zone um, in downtown Orlando. He has multiple tickets that are unpaid. He was recently, back in March, uh, caught for doing the exact same thing um, near the Amway Center. So he has been arrested uh, for driving without a license um, and doing illegal taxi services. I don't know if you guys know this, but um, I used to be a court reporter. That's true. Driving without a license is like... 75% of your average misdemeanor docket. It is like the bread and butter of the criminal justice system. I lost mine last year and I was driving without one for like a whole year. Wait, was it like (laughs) suspended? Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Sorry, are you crazy taxiing Disneyland? (laughs) 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 It was during the pandemic, okay? And like the DMV was like never open. So like I couldn't go. So that's like I, it wasn't that it was suspended. It just I lost the actual card. Oh, that's not an. You won't get arrested for that. Yeah. yeah. So you're okay. Technically, you just I'm didn't fine. have the physical document on. Yeah. It. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I got one now, so we're good. By the way, the sign. Uh, you can buy a taxi sign on Amazon for twenty one dollars. Wow. That's probably what he did. What so an investment. They all look. <laughs> they all are the equivalent of a white van with no windows. Like all of these taxi signs. <laughs> None of them look legitimate. Like they, they all look like. Come in here, please. We have candy. Yeah. That was just, like I wonder how many people he's like actually picked up because apparently he's like a horrible driver. Like he's right. super dangerous. So well, no one's giving him one star on Uber, so <laughs> you can keep going. Um, but we can go ahead and move on to our final. final story in this segment you thought the other two were bad this is worse um so you have um i don't even know how to go about this one because it's so bad um but recently um the stop anti-semitism um instagram profile posted um these two people just these two men i believe um waving nazi flags right outside of the Walt Disney World sign. Right. Um, and it's just Real absolutely cool. disturbing. Yeah. Um, it's disgusting to be like, I, don't, I just, I don't know. Like it, it, to see that just makes me feel so like uneasy. Like that's just yeah. like such a weird feeling to like see Nazi flags just like out like that. Next and it's to, not on Disney property. It's right outside. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so technically they can, but it's just... We're almost giving them what they want by talking about them here. But I, I think there was some upset online that p- 
people were not speaking up enough about this happening on social media. And for me, it's kind of like, well, these are like absolute wackos, right? And, and, and there's two of them. And it's a very, you know, we, we use imagery to put points across. And imagery is even easier these days to sort of use and, and very quickly spread online. And nothing's more of a dynamic contrast than literally the Nazi flag next to the Walt Disney World sign, right? Like, mm -hmm. that's a very dynamic image, dare I say a very clickable image. Um, and I think the majority of what these people want is for kind of what we're doing here, but I think we're not showing the image. So, you know, there's less context, but... You know, that's how they're spreading their, their message. Because if everyone ignored them, then nothing would happen, right? Because they're just two wacko fascists in front of Disney World. Yeah. Um, I think, same here. I think it's really hard because it's like, there's this weird part of me that kind of wants to like share it and be like, oh, look at all these crazy things that are happening in the world, like with anti-Semitism on the rise. Like, sure. we need to be more vigilant. Da -da -da -da. And of course we should be. Yeah, We should be, obviously. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But then there is like you're i think you're absolutely right and they want this to be shared like this is only a few people that are that's doing this and then with us sharing it even more and talking more about it it could it could have that weird effect of increasing that little group because you're saying oh well they're talking more about us if i want people to notice me it's if i awareness. want people to talk about me yeah, yeah it's like yeah, kind of it's bringing just eyeballs like i got X number of views on this content that I created. Yeah. This many people saw me. They don't care that it's a hate watch. They're just happy to have that number. Yeah. It's yeah. really weird. Yeah. Victoria, you want to lead us into the next bit? So, um, recently, Josh, tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Tomorrow, I think. No, it it's not. Tomorrow. It's a Mia DeMario. So. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known to the community of daddy. Um, <laughs> what? Who's who's saying that? Some people really like him. Some people really like him. Yeah. Oh my god. So um, he stated that the park pass reservation system is not going away anytime soon, and Bob Shapex followed that up recently, uh, crediting the system for allowing Disney to plan for spending and revenue on a daily basis pointing to the $6.7 revenue that the Division of Parks, Experiences, and Products made in their second quarter. So good for them, not for us. Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> and the CFO also claims that the reservation system is going to allow them to basically boost guest satisfaction, allowing them to plan for entertainment. Where? Um, yeah. Show it to me. Because <laughs> <Where? laughs> my satisfaction has gone down. I'm sorry. I'm with you. I'm completely it's with so you. It's so hard because, um, like, the number one complaint that they get is the parks are too crowded and it's too expensive. And so, like, if they want to fix that problem, like, the way to fix the crowding problem is to make it more expensive, but then everyone complains that it's too expensive. But they don't – but – much like uh, current housing crises in Florida, you can charge as much as you want as long as people keep coming. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. And, and so and, that's the thing. There's no amount that they can charge that will stop the parks from being overcrowded. So I feel like they have to do the reservation system to get ahead of the complaints of it just being 
mobs but it doesn't and work yeah. it's still crowded it's like, still it, crowded so, which and, is crazy because it says they actually limited attendance now it feels I don't know more crowded true, but it, 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 it feels more crowded but they only limit attendance before two because after two you can bounce from any park to any park so yeah. you know i mean that's half a day where the parks can be whatever they want to be um and i get that stops like the beginning of the day but i mean i just can't stand i cannot stand these disney uh like investor calls or whatever when they say like oh things are great we're making so much money and it's like well no shit you're making a bunch of money like you're charging everyone more it's not like you're doing better you're just you're just taking more money like because the quality of the parks has gone down. Like, yeah, it is sure. not, is not well, as clean as it used to be. Like, it is it's just, it feels like, and no offense, but I know that they've hired a lot of new cast members, but it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel like the parks are clean. It doesn't feel like the merch is good. Like, the food is not even hitting the way that it used nope. to. So it's just like, yeah, it doesn't even Which feel like it's that good. because it's an anniversary. Yeah. Right. So... Not to mention we are losing currently uh, an entire generation of uh, industry knowledge and imagineering because none mm-hmm. of them want to come up to Florida. Um, so so not only is it like they're not hiring enough people, period, for quality purposes, but we're, <laughs> we're going to feel – The people that we're hiring are not quality. So Yeah, and yeah. we're going to feel – issues when it comes to that kind of stuff for a decade so i don't know this is these calls always suck chapek you know he's doing his best to make everything look good because he's actually in legitimate trouble um for his position is up in february of next year by the way yeah i just don't think he's going anywhere i think he's gonna stay but who would they replace him with i you know Iger's not running for president this time around, so if you don't think he could come back, I think you're you're sorely mistaken. I feel like Iger is like true daddy, not tomorrow. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. yep. Oh, I, I Sweater daddy. That gray Iger. hair. Yes. I'm sorry. But I, I think I there's a lot of rumors about Tom Staggs, who was almost up for the job, um, and that Iger didn't pick him. Yeah, what's happened with that? Yeah, I you just, just didn't pick it. I don't know. I don't know how you end up with Bob Chapek. I don't know how you think that's going to work. I just don't. I think Iger recognizes he made a big mistake. And I think Iger would like to salvage his reputation. And if the opening is, let's bring me back on as a salve while I put in somebody new, I think the board would go for it. Uh, but we'll find out. Yeah, because like Chapek is like literally a sack of flour. There's not much going on there. No, <laughs> no. personality, like nothing. No. And no. I feel like if you're going to be the CEO of Disney, you no. need to be like kind of cool. You got to be at least a sweater daddy is what we've yeah, learned. At least. Like it's not even that hard. It's probably the one thing that the Disney community could like agree on is just a hatred for JPEG. He's just got to go. Yeah. That and cool new effects coming to maybe right vehicles. Right, Victoria? <laughs> yes. So, um, a new patent has been filed by Disney for physical and digital effects to be reset on ride vehicles. Um, and this is going to happen between the unload and load stations. So, if you're not into 
imagineering or anything like that or technical stuff. This is more gaze thing, so I apologize. The effects would essentially be triggered through the out the attraction, and it would in turn cause physical or digital changes to the ride vehicle, so it's gonna look different than when you got on it. Um, based on the patents, it looks cool. Um, it looks it like discombobulated. It, it, yeah, it's like springs that yeah. pop out and right. Yeah, like it looks like Roger Rabbit stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it, what I was gonna say. It looks yeah. like Roger Rabbit. Yeah, so you can to get to theorize, you could bang into something on a ride. You wouldn't, but you it would feel like you did, and then something on your ride vehicle would actually. The, the Falcon right. has also been used as an example, which is mm-hmm. if you crash in yeah. a little bit, a, a a thing could pop out. I don't I don't get it on these vehicles, like the 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 patent example. Um, like I don't feel like people are aware enough to recognize that their vehicle is slightly adjusting on the outer edges of yeah, their vehicle. Like, yeah. I don't know if the regular guests would care to be honest. Correct. I, I think this is a great concept for like a bumper car system. Like if they wanted to redo <laughs> bumper cars. I mean it's interesting that Disney has never tried to innovate bumper cars. I think that's not intriguing. controlled enough. Well didn't they have something on the lagoon in Disneyland? Like the water version? Oh well, they're at they Tokyo. Yeah, at Tokyo they have oh, a Tokyo. water, uh, a water-based semi-bumper car system. Oh okay. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe that's. I mean, I just don't know where this would be used, but yeah. I think it's cool. We'll see, because similar to like the Spider-Man, you know, animatronic, you know, and Avengers Campus, we had no idea what they were going to use that for. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, and now that thing yeets itself. Couple times a day. Wait, okay. I have a question about that. Sure. Do you think there are multiple of them, like multiple animatronics that get like thrown and then they just like land in like a pile, and then at the end of the night they like reset all of them? <laughs> like, do you no. know what I mean? Or is no. it just the same one? I'm pretty sure there's one, and then like a, a like a replacement <laughs> if they needed it. I don't okay. think they just like leave a pile of Spiderman. Because I wasn't sure how it resets. Because you don't a, see it go back. You know, what do you like, call a pile of Spiderman. <laughs> Spidey. What's a group of Spidermen? A multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> because you don't see the reset, right? Like we don't see it go backwards. Like I don't see it flake like fly the no, other direction. Yeah. No, sorry, they don't. <laughs> they don't have to yeet it back across. They just so carry then how it. does it get yeeted all the way back? Like I'm just, <laughs> I've just always been confused. Just put it in a wheelbarrow and take it over. But that just, I just feel like would it, that'd be, that would leave so many different variables for it to be broken in the transportation back. I mean, so, it's not like they're like chucking it down stairwells or something. I mean, it's not that hard to carry a... a I just want to know where it lands. I have to picture that's how they do it now, though. Like, <laughs> like that's the way they do it in my head. I do love the idea of multiple yeeted Spider-Man <laughs> going across throughout the day. And then at the end of the day, they're like, well, let's yeet them all back. And so they just have to yeet That's them back I- across <laughs> one at a time. Because I was thinking there has to be multiple. Like, there just has to be. 
So like, yeah. where do they end up? So I was just confused. Like, I just like, I want to see where it goes, you know? I mean, they don't do it every five minutes. Like, they have time to reset the dang thing. I think it's what? like every hour. Yeah, it's like every, every hour. Yeah. Until like a certain time. There's probably more than one, but I don't think you have like corpses of Spider-Men laying That's really about. what I was thinking was happening. I just thought that there'd be like a pile like one lands on like a springboard thing. I don't know, like a web, I guess. And then they just take it and they put it in the pile. Like, that's just what I was thinking. You <laughs> no, know? I'm pretty sure they'd take that one back and reset it. Hmm. I don't, not I don't any, think there's... Not anymore. I need to know. Yeah, I know. That's the way they do it in my head now. Yeah, just a pile of <laughs> post-yeeted Spider-Men. Yeah, I know a couple people in Avengers camp. So I'm going to hit them up. Would you please let us know? We need to know about these yeeted Spider-Men. This I'll is the most know. important thing now. The next recording, I want to know what the answer to this. We yeah. must. Uh, you have to tell uh, us. <laughs> Someone's bound to know. And if there are corpses of Spider-Man, we must know. This is this is now I the need, most important thing in my life. I need pictures. I need to know how it works. Because there's just it just it's not clicking here, you know? Like I just I don't know. <laughs> and, and I need I need answers. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> oh goodness but uh nathan are you ready to talk about rescue rangers oh you want to talk about chippendale rescue rangers because today of course it was released today this is friday we're taping <laughs> on friday so victoria and i have had an opportunity to watch it i'm so excited to hear what you guys think i can't imagine why it's going to be very boring um victoria why don't you begin with your thoughts on chippendale rescue rangers okay so um, well, when I watch something, I usually rate it against another movie, and the movie I usually rate it against is uh, The Last Airbender, because that was the worst goddamn movie I ever saw in my life. So, <laughs> that's, a, that's fair. That's a good base of terrible movie. That's a good base, right? Yeah. So, it wasn't nowhere as bad as that. But honestly, I thought it was really cute. A little predictable at times. Like there were some sections of the film without giving away too much that, like, we, me and Nathan, um, discussed this off mm-hmm. recording week before we were recording. Like, there were some variables that were a little questionable, but at the same time, some world building issues. Yeah, right. World world building issues. But other than that, I thought the concept was. Goods. A lot of people are comparing it to like a new age Roger Rabbit, which I get because I can totally see it. Uh, otherwise, I thought it was cool. I'm like, this is a great example of how to get around copyright laws. Yeah, it, it, to refresh all your copyright protections on multiple property at once. Yeah, it's the W the WB yeah. method. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but overall, like. I enjoyed it. Like, it gave me a good few chuckles. A lot of the decisions they made were questionable, but otherwise, I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. And you hated it. Well. And um, Nathan's on the other spectrum. <laughs> I um, hated this movie with the passions of a thousand sons. Um, but I think that sounds very drastic. So I'm going to go back a little bit and explain such hate uh because i know as of now it's got like 80 something percent on rotten tomatoes people on twitter love it and i'm just this 
total outlier opinion. So my reasons for very much disliking this movie are I would not say that it doesn't have its moments of interest. Right. They they call they have this thing called the valley, and you think they're talking about the valley, you know, but it's the uncanny valley. That's where all the weird um computerized Polar Express kind of characters live. That's a cool idea. They talk about, you know, CGI is like a plastic surgery. That's kind of a fun idea. Um, they never explore any of these and do anything interesting with them at all. They're all gags. Everything is a gag. And if you take away all of the cameos and all the sort of meta gags, you have a very, very, very basic plot. Um, and and the emotional journeys of – I can't believe I'm talking about the emotional journeys of Chip and Dale. But the emotional journeys of Chip and Dale um, are very, very cliche. And and you, you can tell from a thousand miles away what's going to happen with the mystery, quote-unquote – um, and all of that. So the the plot's very basic. My main issue, why I really don't like this movie, is I, the the reason I keep hearing it's fun is because oh, but it's so crazy that Disney used all these properties and went crazy with them and did all these nutty things and they all show up and it's like that's not that's not a reason for a quality movie. It's like my generation saw Shrek and totally forgot what humor was. They just thought like. You know, skateboarding meme lords, like, that's all, like, that's the joke now. And when you have this movie that literally does a reference to Men's Warehouse, <laughs> so they quote Men's Warehouse, which is, you're going to like the way you look, right? Uh, and then immediately say that they're quoting Men's Warehouse. Like, it's not like they can't just let the joke lie. They then have to, like, put a magnifying glass up to it and go... This was a joke. Like, we get it. Wink. And that's, like, so much of this movie. And if you're game for, like, this sort of wacky meme lord, Seth, all of Seth Rogen's animated characters are in the same shot and have the same voice, like, fine. You know, like, I get it. But, like, once you strip all that away, I just don't see anything in this. And it's so soulless. Like, when you – everyone compares it to Frame Roger Rabbit, which is a legitimate film noir – about how Toontown is the uh, black and Latino minority population uh, centers of L.A. that get literally in history like run over and demolished for the freeway, right? And tunes are in place of minstrel characters uh, and there's all these very dynamic and interesting concepts about culture and the tunes are a a replacement for something else right and there's commentary um it's saying a lot and it doesn't feel like it's saying a lot and that's why it's genius because mm -hmm. it's actually a film noir about a drunk who lost his brother and is a racist <laughs> um and comes to terms with his racism uh and the loss of his brother um through that process uh and and judge doom is a is li literally a person from a minority passing to then create legislation that hurts his own community right these are big concepts chip and dale is just like what if ugly sonic was in the movie like that's it 
And I'm not saying that's like bad. It's just you can do so much with this world and they do so little that's interesting. If you want to talk about Hollywood industry, if you want to like commentate on, you know, the change, like they could have done so much about like everything's 3D now and what happens to all of the hand-drawn animated characters and they have no work. Like, do they live under a bridge? Like what happens? That's interesting. Nothing. They don't do anything with it. Right. It's just, well, some people get CGI plastic surgery. And, and, and if I take all that away, I still, I still want a, a, a rescue Rangers movie. I still want a movie that is about Chip and Dale helping generally in the series. They were helping kids or, or dealing with issues with fat cat or other issues. Right. Um, and you can see them being 3d characters and being in the live action world and doing those things. This movie is not a Rescue Rangers movie. It's like a, if you've ever seen the player, Robert Altman's The Player, it's the player for weird Disney characters from the 90s. Like, it's just a strange Hollywood kind of joke movie. Um, so I think I, I really hate it because it doesn't do anything with its potential. Like, if you're going to do something this crazy, do something, say something. And the movie doesn't want to say anything. It just wants to point and go remember that and i just don't it's not enough for me so that's the most rational version of me throwing my furniture across the the room and and being very upset by this movie but um i hope that makes sense <laughs> i hope it's rational <laughs> would you say it's kind of almost like wreck it ralph 2 with 100%. a lot of outdated a hundred percent. Because the I, way that you were saying all this, I was just thinking Wreck It Ralph too. I gave Wreck It Ralph uh, to one star. I hated that movie because that movie, at best, was a commentary about how you have to get likes on Twitter and social media to like make mm -hmm. a difference. Like it's a weird plot. And all the memes and like the little things that they were doing became outdated in like less than a year. Oh, totally. And that's my thing with this, like, like the I don't mind ruining because I didn't like this movie. But, like, Ugly Sonic shows up, the Sonic that they didn't use for Sonic. Yeah. Um, And is a main character. Like, he is a main supporting character. Yeah, he's a big part of the film, he, to be quite honest, which I was surprised about. Yeah, I feel drunk. I feel drunk saying the words, Ugly Sonic is a main character in the Chippendale movie. Like, it's the weirdest phrasing in the world, like, to say that. But he is, and it's a reference that I'm kind of like, who in ten years is going to remember Ugly Sonic? Like I forgot about him until I saw him in that like trailer. Yeah. So it, it's like it's one of those things where I feel like that joke was thought of at the height of Ugly Sonic, mm -hmm. and they're like everyone's going to remember this, and it's like it's just not Ugly Sonic is not the same as when in Who Framed Roger Rabbit Betty Boop shows up and it's like. You know, things have been hard since everything's moved to color. Like, that's a – like, you may not fully understand who Betty Boop is anymore, but you get, oh, okay, old silent character, right? They don't explore this idea of, like, what what does happen to early concepts of, you know, rendered characters that never get used. Like, they don't go into those details. Again, I don't want to – like what you like, I suppose. And I don't want to, like, say Victoria is dumb for enjoying it. I think there's some good jokes I expect better from John Mulaney and Andy Samberg and uh, and uh, the director who did great things like um, Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping, which is one of the funniest satires that's ever been made. It's incredible and it's super funny. And like this could be a very good satire. These these men know satire, and and this is 
just not that. So anyway, that's enough of me babbling on about Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. I liked it. I really liked your like view on Roger Rabbit because like that's why it's one of my favorite like actually it is my favorite Disney movie. Yeah, mine too. Like because of that commentary and I think a lot of people don't really pick up on it and I think when it comes to this movie I think yeah there was a lot of expectation for it to say something to mean something um and I and it's very hard and there's that weird duality of like wanting movies to have a message and to have something behind them that's tangible that you could take from that and think about and something that kids could kind of think like you could watch it with your kids and see the bigger picture but there's also you also want those movies that just you could just watch and just like it can mean nothing but it's kind of it's really hard so i could get i definitely get both perspectives i guess my caveat to that would be any movie that you think is a movie that's just like easy to watch and like you like it and it's easy to watch because it's really good at hiding its message. Like it, yeah. it, it does exactly. It has a purpose. Well, actually, I don't know if the next topic that we're going to be touching based on, well, based on history, it's not going to be on Disney plus, but they have already <laughs> announced what the next Pixar film is going to come after light year, which did anyone realize light year comes out next month? Yeah, I did. I'm so excited for light year. Oh, yeah. So, uh, well, funny that I mentioned Last Airbender. So the next film after that is going to be the one called Elemental. Um, It's going to release on June 16th, 2023. And it's going to basically take place in a city where all the elements um, live together. So fire, water, land, air. And there's going to be a young woman, fire, who is going to connect with a air guy who is very free with his life and we'll discover how much they have in common so it sounds like one of those coming of age pixar classics that are going to absolutely destroy us emotionally um and they also shared the logo and the concept art for the film i'm so tired of pixar making me cry so tired of it that's why i like light i'm tired of it i hope it makes you cry i know you you cry too i probably will (laughs) I'm excited. I like Avatar. So this is just going to be a sequel. I just, I'm really interested from, like, one of my best friends is an astrologer. And in an astrology, all of the signs have elements assigned. And Mm -hmm. I, like, air and water, or no, air and fire are, like, two natural attractants. Like, they just get along in the theory of astrology. So I'm, from that nerdy perspective, That'll be a fun lens to see how that ties in. How they connect. Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder what it'll look like. Like the final. Yeah. Yeah. All we see is a sketch. It'll be be pretty for sure. Yeah. For sure. So I'm curious what you guys think. So they talk about like Monsters Inc. was to make fur Mm -hmm. and Moana was to make water. Do you think this is their fire? That's a great question. They did they did a lot of fire um there's a little bit of fire in inside out but not a lot and there's a little, a little bit, bit of fire brave the little wisps in, yeah Moana has some fire oh, oh true um but you're right i i i mean oh. they're always advancing yeah with these things so they're finally like let's just make a movie where we can advance all the elements instead yeah. of one at a time <laughs> 
Oh, it's hang on a second, you guys. Did you see who the producer is? No. It's produced by the same person who made the good dinosaur in Cars Two. Well, Oof. how are we feeling oh. now, folks? <laughs> oh God. Uh... Um. There went that. Well, the good. And to be honest, Good Dinosaur had a very, very long production. They changed director several times. I'm not going to fully blame the director for that one. It was the last person who got attached to it, basically. Okay, yeah, that's so, fair. We'll see there, but I'm not. You I'm guys, not loving the pedigree here. That was my son's first movie in the theaters. Like oh. I have f- few larger regrets in parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess if we're going to be talking about looks, there's a lot of hoopla about the She-Hulk trailer because of the CGI. So um, the She-Hulk trailer came out and gave us a little bit of a peek at what's coming up as far as the MCU on the, I guess, riding on the coattails of Multiverse of Madness. And a lot of people are shitting on the CGI, saying it's the worst CGI they've ever seen. But clearly they did not see Multiverse of Madness because that third eye for Doctor Strange was horrendous yeah it's pretty rough i mean i love the actress in she hulk um she was an orphan black which is a great show um i i mean i hope for the best um i i i kind of want i mean i kind of want her to crush me she's she's you know we talk a lot about daddies in this podcast she's a mommy (laughs) pick me up pick, pick me up and take care of me a little bit so I don't normally get those vibes, but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little something. So, I mean, I'm excited about the series. So I hope I hope that you know something comes of it. Um, that the, CGI. You know, don't worry, guys. They're going to take ugly She-Hulk, and and she'll be in uh, the second uh, Rescue Rangers movie. So, <laughs> um, all right. So I guess now we got to stop talking about Disney. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, and I guess, Janine, do you want to tell us about something special in another theme park across the street down the way and over yonder? Yes, I have thoughts. Um, so there is a <laughs> there's a rumor that um, there's going to be a new coaster coming to uh, Hollywood Studios. No, Universal Studios Hollywood. Sorry, that's I hate that n- nomenclature there. Um <laughs> It's uh, Fast and Furious themed, supposedly. Um, not, I guess this is Alicia Stella at Orlando Park Shop. I'm. I don't. Let's see. I don't even know who. I don't know where this is coming from. Uh, they even think that they know who might be making it, which is Intamin, which is a name that I, I can't remember what they've made in the past, but I know they've made something for for I think Universal. Lots of things. Intamin's right? Yeah, a they've huge done couple. a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, pretty exciting. I think it's a better investment if they want to put a Fast and Furious IP into the park. It's better to make it a coaster that everyone will want to go on, and then Fast and Furious fans will be happy to go on something Fast and Furious instead of the disaster that they put into Universal Studios Orlando. Um I think it should be pretty cool. They say it's uh, the ride vehicles will look like race cars. They're going to like drift kind of. Um, it sounds pretty neat. I would like to see it. I don't know where they'll put it. I don't like the idea of things going away. They were talking about maybe even replacing the mummy in uh, Universal Studios Hollywood. I don't know. I mean, that I one remember. sucks anyway. 
I mean, yeah, I, I was thought gonna was say just, that one yeah. isn't as popular as the one here. So I think yeah, the, no the Orlando one is there. better, and that definitely clouds my judgment of that. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I think that could be that could be interesting. I like that. I like that idea. What about you guys? What do you guys think? Does Universal Studios Hollywood have a coaster? I mean, Mummy. That's it. Yeah, but not but an like, outdoor real coaster. The one that's in, uh, but it's a kid coaster. The one that's in. Um, Harry Potter Land, or the Oh, Flight of the Hippogriff. Oh, they have that. Yeah, okay. but it's like a kitty one. Yeah. But there's not like an actual roller coaster. But for me, I think the only way that I would get excited about this if if it's like um, West Coast Racers, that ride mm. that opened up in Six Flags, the dueling coaster with the two cars. Have you guys seen that one? Oh yeah, yeah, those are cool. Oh, if it's like that, because that's my favorite coaster at Six Flags. If it's like that one, where it's like two cars racing and then they have like something, um, so, like some cool feature, I think it would be good. But I just feel like anything Fast and the Furious, just trash, get rid of it. Like, let's do something new. I just can't stand it. I, I hate it. I it hurts hate my it, ears. I, I like an IP. You the, the franchise or the ride? Uh, oh, both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still watch the movies, but like I mean, it's something to do. But like I just think because here in in Hollywood we don't have the ride like you guys. We have it in our studio tour, right? Yeah, and it's oh, and that's it just that's, but it makes a awful. heck of a lot more sense there. It does, <laughs> yeah. But it just it's horrible. It's yeah. so outdated. It looks bad. It, it's so loud and just horrible. So right, I don't know. Well, and I don't think this is a spoiler. But as someone who's ridden Cosmic Rewind which is a, a coaster that has rotation ability, right, in the individual cars. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that this is a drifting kind of coaster and the they will drift, um, that could be fun. And it doesn't take a lot of space because you can make those tight turns and have the cars drift. Um, so the idea of having some sort of drift oriented tight space coasters has a has a very universal hollywood vibe there's not a lot of space to do anything big i agree so um in that way like cosmic rewind is kind of a big vertical building um and if that's kind of i'm not saying it's the same thing but if they're going for more of uh, the vibe you're getting a lot out of the drift opposed to like the length um, you know, you can do a lot with that. So who knows? Yeah, I, I, I think that's something to watch. Um, speaking of uh, also in the Universal world, um, I'm pretty. I'm this is this is a bummer. I'm sure it's for a good reason, but they are closing the Classic Monsters Cafe at yeah. uh, Universal Studios Florida. It's already closed. Um, it's closed. Yeah. Now. Oh yeah. It was like I I follow. Uh, vegan universal or something like that on instagram and they posted something about some delicious meal that they got at this place and then the next day they had to be like (laughs) hey actually um yeah we i know we said that this is good don't you can't go there anymore so never mind (laughs) um i had actually never it's wild i think it's a I really love those IPs. Mm-hmm. I love that. I guess they're making room for Epic Universe and like, we don't need it. We're going to put in a whole like monsters, right? you know, land so we can do better. Um, 
I think that's probably the probably the math. I'm curious what's going to go in there. If it's like Minions or Jimmy Fallon, I will riot. It's it's going to be Minions. (laughs) It's going to be Minions. Oh my god! Because yeah, because the Shrek 4D building is is a new Minions ride. If they put in a third Minions attraction slash restaurant, you know something. Just a restaurant. I mean, regardless, having two rides and a restaurant that's all Minions is like. And right at the entrance, it's like, wait a minute, are we just all living in Minion Park? One would say it's a land. Yeah, yeah. it would be and Minion it, I Land. I think it will be. I think that it's super strange. It's because of park structure that it's all in the front. Yeah. And that's your entrance. And that's really strange. Real weird. Kind of guess what? Having Despicable Me and, and Shrek 4D be your entrance already was really strange. Like they don't that's have valid. a strip. They don't have a main street. Yeah. Um they do on the side. That's what's so weird. Yeah. Uh, is is everything gets themed after you get past those buildings. Yeah. Um and and they're just kind of leaning in on the Hollywood Studios vibe. So like I don't know if that's if that's just what they're going to do like fine, I guess. There's always going to be minions at Universal now. It's just the way it's going to be for the next 100 years. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Cafe. I'm, I just want to know why they closed it so suddenly. Yeah, that, I, I, that's the part that's weird to me. Well, everything feels sudden for us, but they probably knew this was happening a long time. Well, no, um, the, I mean, that's the point. Like, why didn't they tell, like, you know, I don't, why don't they announce Because usually they give a date. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think that... But they gave a date about Shrek, like the temporary Shrek. Yeah. I think it could be... I think it could be as simple as they needed to order more food. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like yeah. you can close, if you're going to close something down, you don't want a bunch of food to rot. Yeah. And it could be very specific to that spot. And they're just like, well, close it now or close it. it in three months. You know, like what are we going to yeah. do? So I don't know. That's just me spitballing. But yeah, RIP. I will love, I always love those director's chairs that were all themed per. Uh, monster those were great there's some great stuff in there and i bet you a ton of that material is going to be reused in tribute stores uh yeah it looks like a tribute store yeah and we already know that halloween horror nights horror nights has a classic monsters attraction uh house this year so i bet you some stuff might be used for some purposes um from there so that's cool but uh yeah that's is everything for this we had a jam-packed episode today my goodness yeah. so rat castle is produced by nathan hart oh nathan hartman please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode and tell all your friends you can check out our website at ratcastlepodcast.podbean.com and please feel inclined to send us questions at bit.ly forward slash rat castle. Now grab your belongings and please exit to the left. Will you stop this foolishness? What foolishness would you like to see? Will you get out of here?